The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez. Coming up on the show today, we learn more about Markham Stouffville Hospital's Community Wellness Clinic. That's coming up. But Dr. Claudia, do you want to introduce our first guest? Absolutely. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. Okay, so this is going to be a great show. And the reason why we're doing this show is because I've noticed that over the last 10 years or so, we've noticed trends in healthcare. So society as a whole is so much more concerned about preventative medicine as opposed to reactive medicine. So what does that mean? That means that people are wanting to be healthier as opposed to waiting until something goes wrong and then reacting to it. So it's about being balanced and being healthy. So we are now encountering this holistic approach to healthcare. So joining the wellness prescription today is Dr. Justin DiTonato, uh, and he's going to talk about the new age of medicine. So here we go. Dr. Donato, welcome Dr. to the Claudia. show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is going to be really great. excited to be here. Okay, got, awesome. So I'll give you a little prelude. So Dr. Donato is very young and fresh out of school. So his perspective is going to be so amazing and so uh, upbeat and very uh, contemporary. So I love it. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself. Tell us how how things are going and what you're up to right now. Well, everything's going well. Um, I just graduated residency in July. I was trained in the States, in Michigan, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, Western Michigan University was the program. Um, it was a three-year program. I completed that in July, but I was born and raised in Toronto, so I always intended to come back home. Uh, <laughs> Welcome <good>. back. Yep. <laughs> so I'm transferring my license from Michigan back to Toronto. This is and I'm awesome. currently under the process of doing that. That's great. So when you do come back and you are practicing here, um, you know, your intentions are to do like family health care, right? Correct. Okay. So in your training, have you noticed that the medical doctors are more um, understanding of the holistic approach? Yes, I, th- I think so. Uh, during my training, um, it was very important to use every tool possible to, to help the patient maintain a state of health and and to be the the healthiest possible um so yeah we would use every tool we could including nutritionist um physical therapy for aches and pains um and then alongside them we would openly communicate and and have a team uh, to really take care of the patient as well as we could and i like that word it's a team so uh, i believe that it becomes a team effort so over the years i've created really great alliances with family doctors and other paramedical services i actually you know everybody knows that i have naturopaths and acupuncturists but i believe that you do need a team to be healthy right but one thing i do notice is that patients actually come to you much more informed about their health and about something that they may have. So how do we help them along? Like how do you get your patients to understand? So do you encourage patients more to be healthy as opposed to wait till things go haywire? Well, at the end of the day, it really depends when they come to me. Right. With their, so if a patient does come and they already have ailments, then yes, it's let's get your health back and, and take care of them as best as possible. But if there's patients and um, in the practice of family medicine, it's about preventative medicine. So when I do have a patient without any illnesses or um, just coming up for a yearly checkup, then yeah, we talk about a lot of things to help prevent illnesses from happening, nutrition, exercise, and all those recommendations. Okay, that's awesome. And is that different from training years ago? Because I think there was a perception where 
the GP, the medical doctor, was the be-all and end-all. And it wasn't about incorporating the help or support of a chiropractor or a naturopath or other people on that team. Isn't that different now? I, I think so. Um, I feel like we are more encouraged. We, we want people to have that team. Uh, we want people to be able to know that they can go to one place and get all their health care needs met. Because I'm a firm believer in just being healthy. So just living a healthy lifestyle. I don't encourage what I call gambling with your health, right? So you're not going to live um, indulgently and then expect that there's going to be a magic pill. Correct? Correct. Yes. See, there you go. And I'm starting <laughs> to see that in my younger patients as well. They want to refrain from starting any new medications. Um, but at the same time, it's a double-edged sword. So there are medications out there that have been well-studied, lots of trials, um, objective trials saying, you know, these medications do work. And we shouldn't step away from using medications all the time. But there are certain cases where, yeah, medications can help um, attain a really good lifestyle and really good health. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the younger generation is uh, more hesitant to, to start new medications. And why do you think that is? What are they telling you? Well, there's a lot more tools for research now, private research. Um, so every time you look something up. Yeah, we're all uh, self-diagnosing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And we have to be careful of the sites we use. Mm -hmm. I like I like research tools. I encourage my patients to um, to seek out information on the internet. The main problem with the internet is you need to use the right vocabulary. So I think as a team, talking to your physician, talking to your specialist, and asking what are the proper words to use in my search engine, and then going home and further educating yourself uh, is important. And I also feel, and just to add to that, I also feel like understanding the illness that you're, like, let's say you're diagnosed with an illness, understanding the illness, understanding maybe what the cause was, uh, understanding what you need to do to kind of control it or even get rid of it, um, and then taking it from there. And I agree with you. I don't, I, I don't, I don't discourage people from taking medications, but like I said, I discourage people from living that kind of life where you're going to set yourself up. So we all have a DNA. We all have predispositions to illness. Um, so if you know for, you know, if you know that there's, um, for example, diabetes running in your family, I always encourage my patients, okay, so this is a, there's a family history. So let's manage your exercise. Let's manage your diet. Let's make sure that you're not getting overly stressed out because, you know, you don't want to activate autoimmune disease. So that's where I'm at. And that's where I feel like doctors are getting... Um, medical doctors are getting better at communicating with other providers. Right. Okay. And again, it is it, it is teamwork. Yeah. And I learn a lot from other providers as well, um, nutritionists, chiropractors. You know, it, doctors are always medical doctors are always learning as well. So, being able to take from those different specialties and apply it to my practice is what I what I like to do. And that'll make you more successful as a physician because we as a society want want to be healthy. We have a lot to live for and a lot to look forward to. So putting it all together in that package is, you know, key for me. You have intentions of starting up um, eventually like a, um, a holistic practice, but you have a different word for it. You, it's um, full, full scope, uh, right. multi-specialty, okay. multi-specialty practice. Once all my licensing is sorted out in Toronto, that's what I work towards. Yeah, doing that's awesome. And why do you want to do that? Well, because you see that is the way medicine and healthcare is going, and I that do, way you can I best service your patients. Absolutely. And when a patient comes in 
to my clinic eventually, I do want them to have a, a one-stop shop because I, I, I like healthcare to be convenient as well. Um, and the more convenient it is, the more likely a patient will embrace everything available to them. And I think that convenience factor is very much generational. You talked about that magic pill mm -hmm. that everyone is looking for. How do you deal with a patient like that who's saying, yeah, I've indulged for all of this time and now I just want to fix it real quick. What do you do for somebody like that? Education is the most important thing. So educating patients on the pathology they may be experiencing um, is, is always my most important thing when communicating with patients. Because at the end of the day, if, if they don't understand what is going on with their body, then it's impossible to take care of it. I think that's that is the most valuable point. And I like the fact that you said healthcare should be convenient because everything else in our lives is not convenient. We're all running around. We're all super busy. We're all like, you know, aspiring for something. So when you have a health concern and it's going to occupy a lot of your time, your mind energy, you do want to go to a place where you can have everything kind of looked at one spot. You need this, you need that. And it's all available to you. So I love that idea. And actually, that's kind of my own setup as well. And I feel like that's why it works. And that's why I'm trying to encourage that um, in, in those relationships with physicians. I feel like the younger physicians coming in are much more um, available for that kind of conversation. And I think that patients are just going to love it. And it's it's been around. Like the Europeans kind of understand this. They, are, they have more of a holistic approach. North America, particularly Canada, has a little bit slower lower in understanding that lifestyle is key, right? We need to eat well, we need to live well, you need to give yourself something to look forward to, and that's going to promote health. And in regards to training, you said that you were trained in the United States. Is it different there from here? And is that sort of holistic approach much more acceptable there and, and, and basically a given as opposed to what happens here? It's hard for me to compare because I've never trained in Canada. Um, there are insurance issues in the States and in terms of what medications you can prescribe, access to health care is a little different there. I worked in a federally qualified clinic in the States, um, so everything was Medicaid, Medicare. So my program was very similar to, to what Canada has in terms of um, a, single, a single payer. The government was responsible for paying for our patients' insurance. Um, so we did promote avoiding illnesses a lot um, in our program. We were trained, and I actually worked a lot in a weight loss clinic. Um, we had a, a specific weight loss clinic where our patients, if they wanted to start the journey of weight loss, could, could join us, and, and, and we'd help them with that. Excellent. Um, so we did speak, and most of those visits were a lot about nutrition. And I think that's where it all stems from. Right. Right. It's just eating well and, um, you know, being well. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. And... A lot of it was educating the patient, and there's no, there's no one diet fits all. Right. You know, so we we do labs on patients and and check their blood work and see what was the most appropriate diet they should be on to to reach success. That's terrific. Awesome. Well, Dr. Dinato, thank you so much for your insight. We're looking forward to seeing more of you. Yeah, uh, thank you so city. much for having me. <laughs> that was awesome. And um, there you have it. All right. When we come back, we go inside Markham Stouffville Hospital's new community wellness clinic. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. More with Dr. Claudia and the Wellness Prescription when we come back. 
Did you know that old windows and doors can be costing you money each year in heating bills? In Canada, winters are really cold, so you need to check that your windows and doors are doing the job. At Wintech, they make the best vinyl windows, secure doors, and at reasonable prices. Are you wondering how a kid like me knows these things? Well, my daddy owns Wintech, and at our house, we talk about windows and doors. If you need replacements, go to wintech.ca and ask for my daddy. Do you have what it takes to step into the life of a homeless youth? Hi, I'm Rob on the road, and I work at 105.9 The Region. And on March 5th, I'll be spending the night outside learning about the experiences of homeless youth. You can sponsor me for this 360 experience, and with your help and support, 360 Kids provides the resources to help homeless youth with shelter, food, clothing, counseling, and education. Do you have what it takes? Your donation and support goes a long way to help, and it stays in York Region. Find my sponsor page today at 360kids.ca. What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Hot topics, big laughs, bold ideas, and so much more. With Candace Sampson, the show to inspire and support women's interests. What She Said, every Saturday at noon on 105.9 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. Thank you, Tina. Our guest today is Teresa Wong from Markham Stovall Hospital. Teresa, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me in today. I'm excited. Oh, we're excited to hear about all the amazing things that are happening, and we want to know everything about this new community wellness clinic that you have recently opened. Yeah, so this has been the brainchild of the hospital for a while, the idea of offering care in the community, outside the walls of the hospital, and especially for mental health. You know, having a therapeutic environment um, is very, very important. You know, for a lot of our clients, showing up at a hospital itself can be really difficult. Um, you know, the, the, the parking lot, the long walk to get in. When you're in a therapy session, there's a lot of overhead code calls on the intercom, which can make it very distracting. Um, many of our clients that we serve have had an inpatient stay, and sometimes even walking by the inpatient unit on their way to outpatient therapy can be a bit triggering. So the idea of offering care in the community was really thought to, you know what, let's have recovery happen where it needs to happen, and that's near where people live. That's a really good point because I feel like um, people who are dealing with mental health issues or who have in the past really want to be reintegrated into the community, don't want to have a memory of what's going on. So the idea of having something off-site I think is tremendous in part of the healing. Um, And I love the idea. I was reading up a lot on this whole new program, and I love the idea of the bridge program. Can we talk a little bit about this bridge program? Love the bridge program. Right. Okay. No, it's a great idea. So the bridge program is an adult day treatment program. So it serves clients who are 18 and up. Um, The clients have often been inpatients in our inpatient mental health unit 
And while they may be stable and able to be discharged from the hospital inpatient unit, we know that they need a lot of support in their recovery as they're back home. Um, they may not be able to go back to work or back to school or assume their usual day-to-day -day activities. And the Bridge program is very intense. It's an 11-week day treatment program offered by interdisciplinary staff. So we have OTs, we have social work, we have social service workers, we have an RN, representation from mental health and addictions. And so we receive referrals from, uh, usually from our psychiatrists or our mental health NPs that we have in our program. And the clients are invited to orientation sessions. Um, they meet one-on-one -on -one with a care coordinator. And they're introduced to this program, which is really a program of recovery. Right. And so you mentioned that there are 12, 11 or 12 consecutive weeks. Are there all group classes? Because I love the idea of being, of you know, people healing in a group so that they can create a tribe and cr create a network of people that will help them on this journey. Is it all group or are there, are there individual components as well? Well, each client is assigned to one of the staff as their care coordinator. So they do meet with that care coordinator at the beginning of the program, just in case there's things a client needs to share that maybe is difficult to share in a group setting. They talk about their goals and their objectives for the program, and they do have the opportunity to touch base with their care coordinator during the program. But primarily, you're right, it is group-based. And there's a lot of evidence. I love your word tribe, by the way, because it really does become like that. Right. When you spend 11 weeks with the same people, Monday to Friday, in a group setting, you realize you're not alone in your journey of recovery. You realize even though the other people in the group, not everyone is the same as you, the similarity is enough. We're all trying to recover. We're on a journey. And we're, le we're learning skills from really great facilitators and we're connecting with each other. Right. And so, and back to the whole idea of the tribe, um, it is a tribe. I mean, you do need to find the yeah. people who are going to help you heal. And that's why a community clinic and a community place where people can just come and, and encourage their own healing and then encourage other people. I mean, they're learn you're teaching them the tools to move on. And was that one of the mandates was like giving people the opportunity to learn and then kind of teach by example? Yes, it's like learn and practice. Right. So every group that they have Monday to Friday has a specific focus. So focuses of uh, life balance and wellness, self-awareness, communication, coping with illness, understanding what stigma is all about and how to work beyond stigma, building your support systems in recovery, hope, uh, self-compassion, those are all themes that are intertwined in the groups themselves. And, you know, the more people talk about it, the facilitators introduce the skills, which is great, and then what happens is the clients bring them to life. Well, this is how it would work for me. Or they try out a new skill and they report back to the group the next day. Oh, I tried this out. This is what I said. This is what I did. And this is what it was like. And if there needs to be tweaks, they're in a very supportive environment that's non-judgmental, where people can give ideas and support and suggestions and hope. 
and and I and ex- and I think that's the key having hope and that you can yeah. you know reach that point where you're you know feeling confident in your skills to cope with the you know stresses of daily life and I love the idea that in the new clinic you, the walls are adorned with all the art that was created by patients in the art therapy group that's a really huge oh, yeah. yeah that's a huge asset because in art I mean we are able to express ourselves and to release emotions that are sometimes pent up um, so I love that idea and if you could tell us a little bit more about why you guys chose to place all that art in there well you know what we you know you can always buy pictures and hang them on walls however what we do with our art therapy groups is usually the last week of groups the clients do a joint canvas together. So all the other work, weeks, they're working on their individual projects, their individual works, a small canvas, clay, pastel, whatever. But the last week, the group gets together and does a joint canvas. And they decide on a theme or a type of picture, and they all contribute to that canvas. And some of these canvases, when they are finished, we look at them and we're just blown away by what they have created. And it could be around recovery, hope, gratitude, thankfulness, connection. And what we've decided is, you know, we want to hang up this art because it actually inspires future people coming through. They'll see artwork and they'll ask about it. And we'll say, oh, yeah, when people finished art therapy, this is what they produced as a group. And people who are just starting are like, wow. And it gives them hope, like, I could probably get to this place too. Right, and we want to motivate people, and you know it's so hard, as you know, with mental health struggles, motivation, sticking with things, and when you see all that already there, it kind of gives you that little extra push. And what better way to express what our clients are doing than hang their artwork on the wall? For sure. And Teresa, where exactly is the wellness clinic located? Okay, so it's in Markham. It's about a two-minute drive from the hospital, actually. It's on the corner of Highway 7 and Wooten Way North. Uh, I believe the address is 27 Wooten Way North, Unit 3. Very visible from Highway 7. It says Wellness Clinic right on it. And it's in a little plaza. And uh, there's free parking. It's very accessible. You just park and walk right in. It's all at the same level. And, um, you know, clients have been noticed to behave a little differently in our off-site location versus the hospital. And that's been something that both staff and clients, we've received a lot of feedback about. Um, oh, in the you, hospital, yeah, can you describe a that a bit? During, yeah, let me describe that. So, you know, what the staff have observed is not only clients are expressing that they like the off-site clinic because they feel it's their own, they like the accessibility of the program, the free parking, the quick walk into the clinic, but what the staff have also noticed that clients are socializing more, they're connecting more with each other. A lot of them actually eat their lunch together in one of the two group rooms because there's a little break over lunch and when we offered the program in the hospital, a lot of times clients would scatter over lunch and then regroup. And what we're noticing is that many of them are sticking around. They're bringing a lunch or they're picking up a lunch from in the plaza. They're coming back. They're sitting down. They're talking. It's a communal 
feeling. Uh, they've gotten board games, and sometimes people will play a little board game over lunch with other clients. And so that social connection we're seeing has extended way beyond the actual group therapy hours. And that's part of the healing is feeling like you have, once again, you have a community, you have a tribe. Um, yeah. Now, are there any fees associated with any of the programs that are offered at this new clinic? No, it, it's all covered by OHIP. It is through the hospital. So clients are referred and um, it's part of the uh, program budget for any supplies that the clients may need. We have a certified art therapist on staff and so she devotes part of her time every week to the bridge program and works with those clients. And then all the staff who are part of the clinic are actual outpatient mental health staff. So is that the association with Markham Stouffville Hospital is staffing and maybe infrastructure? Yeah, very much so. So um, it is part of the outpatient mental health program, this, this uh, wellness clinic. It's an extension of what we were doing in the hospital. What we noticed in the hospital is, um, you know, the number of referrals per month have grown exponentially the last couple of years. The ability to offer group-based treatment gets more and more challenging in a hospital because the rooms can only hold so many people. And we found ourselves um, renting rooms in a community center nearby and having to move supplies back and forth. It wasn't the most client-centered approach because clients would have a morning group in the hospital and have to walk in the afternoon through a community center to find another group room. And for staff, they had to keep moving their stuff back and forth on trolleys. And we really knew it would be better for everyone if we could get our own dedicated space that was purposely designed for our clients. And that's what this wellness clinic is. It has two massive group rooms. The group rooms both have the uh, state-of-the-art technology. It's the same technology we have in the hospital. Uh, each group room has two 75-inch TVs. So when we're doing uh, certain exercises or they want to pull up presentations, everybody can see from wherever they are in the room and be engaged. The clinic also has four offices. So for the staff, when they need to meet with a client one-on-one, -on -one, they do have a private personal space to do that. And it has accessible washrooms and a reception area. Well, Teresa, if our listeners want to learn more about the clinic and want to, you know, reach out, how could they do that? Well, there's a couple of ways they can do it. I mean, the way I would suggest is that you look at the Markham Stovall Hospital website. I actually just pulled it up before we started talking today. And you click on Mental Health Services. And one of the first things you'll see is Mental Health Patient Navigator. We actually have a full-time navigator. She's an RN who carries a cell phone Monday to Friday and is directly accessible to the community, to uh, care providers, to anyone out there who has questions about our programs and wants to access or wants to know the process. So that's a human voice who can guide you right through what you need to do. And on the site as well, there's a very uh, good description of the Bridge Day Treatment Program, our Women's Wellness Services, all the other offerings that the outpatient mental health clinic offer, both for children and adolescents and for adults. 
Wow, that's amazing. And it's amazing to know that everybody can find their tribe and, you know, get on the path of mental health. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to follow you. If you want to reach me, you can find me at in, on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, www.thecenterforhealth.ca. And that's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region.